Hey everyone, welcome back to my Blockadian universe. So this uh, title of this episode, which is Why Are There No Black People, always makes me laugh because it uh, is the words of my uh, daughter <laughs> when, you know, I gave her uh, this book and, you know, it was like, you know, after we went through it, it was like the first thing out of her mouth and it made me so proud and it also made me laugh. So um, I just wanted to talk about it. So as you can imagine, I, uh, I, representation is incredibly important to me and um as a mother as a black mother um i've given this a lot of thought and um in how i you know raise my children and just making sure that they're proud black people children you know cuz it, it's a necessary skill in life and you know if you're a listener of the podcast long time listener thank you so much i appreciate it but also you know that i talk about um the education that i received uh growing up as a black girl and um how it's it was that foundation of you know loving myself and loving my blackness um is something that um has served me well and um I know that without it um I would you know suffer greatly from racism even more so than you know I do now just in this country that doesn't have love for black uh, people and all of our beautiful facets and you know sees us as full complete human beings and so um that is something that's so important to me um, in my household and my family and just making sure that um, that's a key piece of that, you know, of my children's education is, you know, obviously the things that all children need to learn about growing up. But um, for black parents, um, there is, uh, you know, uh, or, you know, parents of black children there's that additional knowledge you know I sort of say it's like that sixth sense um you know of it it's just um that extra thing that we have to teach our children about which is you know racism and um that takes its form in many different ways but what it needs to start with is self-love and um i i think self-love is so important for your your kids self-esteem and just you know building up their knowledge of self and just having you know pride in who they are um you know before they go out into uh the world that tells them this is the standard um, by which you're getting measured against, which is whiteness, and this is what you should, you know, aspire to be, you know, they're going to see, they're going to know that that's not 
the truth that that's a lie and that's you know my job as a parent to to um you know pass that on to them and make sure that they know that um remove that veil from their eyes so that they can see their beauty it's so important um and you know i i i you you never know you know uh, as a parent you never know um what you know you try your best and you never know what's getting in there what's <laughs> being absorbed and uh you know what's not but um i got a book um for uh my daughter and um <laughs> she's uh it was just like a book about uh fashion and i'm not going to like say who it was the publisher and the thing is it's really funny because the first thing i noticed about it was it the lack of representation but you know my daughter's into fashion she's just like into this thing right now um and i was like oh like whatever it's just you know a book but I, you know, I'm very conscious of everything that I'm bringing into the house and, you know, the message it's sending and, you know, scanning through the book, I thought, okay, you know, it's not like I'm like, we can't have anything with, you know, you know, just white people in the house. But I did, you know, think like, this is different than most of the material that I'm bringing in. But I was like, whatever, it's a cute book. I like it. It's cute. You should like it so I brought it in and so um you know we were looking through it together just having you know conversations that you do with you know little ones about like oh what what was your favorite part of the story or like you know <laughs> what outfit do you like the best and like literally no comment except for why is there no black people and I was like I didn't want to like, like just crack up, but I was like, I had that moment of like simultaneously wanting to laugh and being like, how observant, how amazing. Yes. These are the questions you need to be asking. Like, yes, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> uh, like as, um, you know, I just just pride just pride because I was like oh well I was like yes that's actually um so I was like you know wanting to laugh but I put my you know mom hat on and I was like that's actually a really good thing that you noticed and like it's just like yeah this book does need more representation of you know different kinds of people in there right and um you know we sort of had a conversation about that how it's sort of you know strange that this book would only have one type of person because we know that fashion is for everybody it's you know like that was just sort of our thing and we love uh looking at fashion we love different ways of expressing ourselves and you know having that conversation about why fashion is important and you know all these kinds of things so it just it was uh, a very proud moment that it stuck out to uh her and you know that you know the other 
really powerful piece that she said was that it was really strange. And I love, I love that I'm creating a reality for her that this kind of book is strange to her that it's so, like nothing she's ever seen before you know what I mean like that's powerful to me because I think that in my childhood growing up that you know stories where I was excluded from where I didn't see someone like me in you know fashion or even like a basic story about like you know, a kid finding a puppy or whatever. I don't know <laughs> what children's books are like. But I just felt like that would have um, never... Um, I would have said that's the status quo. Like, you know, I know that um, it shouldn't be, but I wouldn't have been shocked that you know, we had to go hunting for a story about a little black girl finding a puppy. I just know that, you know, like I would never see myself so readily represented and that would have been the status quo. And I, I, I love, I love that, um, that that's different. That's different for my children. So, my family growing up, we were, you know, really tight unit. And uh, I, I love that. Um, it's so foundational, you know, of my identity, uh, you know, as families are growing up. But I, I was just thinking about, you know, this, the, the power of representation and the importance that it has um, for, um, you know, equity-seeking groups, any equity-seeking groups, but specifically to me as a Black woman. Um, and um, I know I've said, told this story before, I believe I have, but, you know, uh, back in the day when I was a, a young lass, um, you know, there were, oh, it was rare, more rare to have, uh, diverse Barbies and, uh, you know, having, I was into Barbies and, you know, having that black Barbie come out and, um, you know, going against, you know, the tradition, um, you know, for Christmas, um, my parents just had to come out and say, like, look, we are trying to get you this black Barbie. And so we were just like driving around town, trying to get our hands, you know, on um, this Barbie for me. And uh, it, I think I, I didn't, it didn't actually happen on Christmas. I think I ended up getting it like after Christmas for like New Year's, I guess. Um, but you know, around that time it was just sold out everywhere. And, um, it was still so special to me because it wasn't about, um, it stood out on my mind 
because of the importance, the importance um, that, you know, um, my family would spend their weekend just like <laughs> driving around town to try and get me a doll that, you know, in some way, shape or form um, represented a small part of what I looked like. And um, they understood the power of that, the importance of that. And, um, you know, we all knew it. And um, I like that, you know, that was, I, I didn't have to explain it or, you know, there wasn't a, you know, oh, we'll just, you know, get another one. They understood the power of that and the importance of that. And, you know, the love for me was so great that, you know, they wanted me to have that. And um, it always just stayed with me as something that was, uh, you know, more meaningful than the doll itself was that, that the, the, the meaning behind it. Um, was something that uh, they so wanted for me. And so that's why um, it makes me so proud that, um, you know, uh, my children are seeing that constantly, that there's already, um, there's still, you know, young, they're still so young, but there's that, there's already that awareness, that knowledge that they belong everywhere, that there's space for them everywhere. And, you know, the stories that we tell, the things that they see, the books that they read, they need and deserve to be a part of it. And when they're not a part of it, it's strange. And, um, well, frankly, that's the way it should be. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. There's a popular quote uh, by Zora Neely Hurston. And uh, it goes... All my skin folk ain't my kin folk. And I've been thinking a lot about that uh, quote lately just because of everything that's been happening uh, in the, the black community lately. So, um, yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs>